0: Welcome to Finances & Kids and Credit Cards with Kathy Pfefferhan. Finances &, in conjunction with my company, Capital Coaching, helps people achieve their financial goals through their personal, tailored, and attentive financial coaching services. Together, we create a successful financial plan by examining your spending and saving habits, then guiding and educating you to your own personal success. But if you're more of a do-it-yourselfer, you can order my book, Finances & Your Spending Planner Workbook, It includes budgeting pages for each month, expense trackers, investment and asset tracking, debt management, setting your financial goals, and so much more. To get your own copy, you can click the link in the show notes. I go over the book in episode 136, Your Spending Planner Workbook, if that would be helpful to you. Whether children should have a credit card is a topic that sparks considerable debate. Proponents argue that providing children with a credit card at an appropriate age can help them develop financial responsibility and understanding of how credit cards work in the modern world. It can serve as a practical tool for learning about budgeting, making payments, and building a credit history from a young age. This early exposure could potentially empower them to make informed financial decisions as adults and prevent them from falling into debt traps. However, opponents express concerns about the potential risks associated with giving children access to credit cards children might not fully grasp the consequences of overspending and accumulating debt, potentially leading to financial troubles later in life. Additionally, there's a risk of being exposed to fraudulent activities or not being able to distinguish between wants and needs. It's crucial that if children are given credit cards, there's a strong emphasis on parental guidance, financial education, and strict spending limits to ensure that they develop healthy financial habits and are equipped to handle credit responsibly. However, the decision to give children credit cards should be made carefully, considering their maturity, financial education, and the level of supervision that you can give. Credit cards are a type of short-term loan that require you to be 18 to get your own card, but you can add your child or children to one of your own cards as an authorized user. But why would you? Well, if you're able to pay off your credit card balance each month, then you can help grow your child's credit score, because all three credit bureaus, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, are reported to by your credit card company. And even as only an authorized user, someone not responsible for the bill, their name is associated. This can build your child's credit by having the activity associated with their name, and it gives the child credit for the age of their account, no matter when they were added, which is so impactful because the length of credit history is a factor when calculating credit scores. Credit history accounts for 15% of your credit score, and this can be a great boost or a blight depending on how you keep care of your credit. It can be a real gift to them to have an account that has a large limit and low balance since low utilization or usage of the card makes it easy to help grow their credit. American Express even allows you to set a limit on each user so they can't run up past the card amount that you've allotted them. One key lesson in making sure that you provide real-life examples of why excellent credit is better than average or low credit scores. Simply open a credit calculator and use two different loan rates to predict car payments, making them aware of how good credit earns them a lower percentage rate loan. Investopedia allowed me to enter a $35,000 car purchase with 7% down over six years. Then I could change my credit score rating. With a score between 781 and 850, the highest you can get, monthly payments were $428. If I entered 661 to 780, monthly payments were $440. Between 601 and 660, it was $479. 501 and 600, it was $537. And the lowest score between 300 and 500 gave me a monthly payment of 576. That's a difference of $140 a month in payments. Then you multiply that by the life of the loan, which is 72 months, and that's a total of $10,008 more for that same vehicle for someone with a lower credit score than someone with a higher. It's important to make sure that you talk about wants versus needs with your kids. Prioritizing the important reasons for spending money and saving for big items, teaching them to ask themselves, do I need this item or do I require this item to live my day-to-day life? If both are yes, then it's a need. Otherwise, it's a want. Does it provide you with what you need to live? These are all important considerations when teaching your children about how to use a credit card. And I go over this in detail in episode 110, Finances and Wants vs. Needs. If you think about how hard it is to keep your own impulse spending under control, you can imagine how asking a child to control their impulses will go. Setting boundaries here is critical. You can create alerts to let you know when your card is used, and that's an important part of their safety net, so they don't commit to any purchases that they can't afford. In fact, you should plan on sitting down and having a frank conversation about your concerns on them having a card, a responsibility for using it, and your expectations for use. What is their limit? Do they have to ask you before using it? Is it for emergencies only and not just the emergency because these pants are on sale? I'd share your credit card horror stories with them. The great news is that 73% of parents talk regularly to their kids about saving and spending. But many named fear as their reason for not talking to their kids about money. 60% gave their children a credit card to teach them financial responsibility, while 39% found that their children were abusing it. So how do you know if your kids are ready for this big step? Well, there's no age that you need to do this by. But consider their financial responsibility, their understanding of money, and how well they budget their allowance or any income. Do they complete chores? Do they put their money into savings, spending, and even donations? Because if they can't manage their cash well, they won't be able to manage credit cards either. And remember, you are responsible for any purchases they make. Don't forget to talk to them about buying online as well. It's easy for adults to be scammed, and know that your children are an even easier target online. Some benefits of a credit card include that there are less risk than using or carrying cash, since once it's gone if it's stolen, versus closing a card if that's stolen. The purchases they do make are protected by the card, and that's especially nice when they're large purchases, and any rewards are also added to that account when they use it. But as always, there are downsides too. They could charge more than they, or you, can afford, If they don't make payments on time, they can hurt your credit score, and if they do lose the card or share it online in a way that's putting you at risk, you'll need to close that account and get a new card, and that's such a hassle. And if you're giving your child your credit card so that you can help them with their credit score, when you remove your child from that account, because they're 18 and able to open their own, the benefit of your good score goes away when they're removed. So maybe keep them on, but take the card from them once they have their own. LendingTree asked 1,000 parents and found 46% of them, which is almost half, of their children had made credit card purchases without their permission. Technology seems to be why it's so easy for them. Logging in and placing an order on a saved credit card was the biggest factor. 28% of those were on in-app or in-game purchases, 16% ordered food, and 15% of them were able to order using voice-activated devices. And when asked about the largest charge made, the average came out to $534. Now imagine living paycheck to paycheck and getting that kind of bill unexpectedly. It's not all gloom and doom, though. I have three great ideas for starting them on their own credit card journey, including secured credit cards, student credit cards, and starter cards. Secured credit cards are open with a cash deposit so that once the money's gone, they can't use the card. It's very similar to a debit card, but it's not associated with their bank account, making it a bit safer for them to carry and use. Student cards try to educate teens about credit and establish their own. They'll need to have a steady income and will probably have a low limit with a high interest rate if they don't pay in full each month. And finally, starter cards were created to help those who have poor or no credit to establish their own credit score. It also has lower limits and higher interest rates. You know, debit cards seem like a good idea because then they can't spend what they don't have in their account, and you don't need to worry about bill payments, but they can spend all of the money they have without recourse, and if it's stolen, all of their money's at risk, and it won't help build their credit score. Clearly, by offering your children a credit card, you're showing that you trust them, you want to help them, and you want to install lifelong financial responsibility. With patience, understanding, and regular conversations about money, you will be successful, and so will they. This is Kathy Pfefferhan. Thanks for listening to Finances and Kids and Credit Cards. I know you chose to listen and am ever grateful. If you enjoyed the episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider and share your favorite episode with a friend. I would love you to leave a review because it brings financial education to others and it helps people find me more easily. Also, let me know what questions you'd like answered or topics you'd like covered by going to the website at financesand.net and leaving a message. You can also contact Capital Coaching for your own personal financial needs at capitalcoaching.net. Remember, I went to school, so you don't have to. Finances Ann does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax accounting or legal professional for advice on your specific situation.